Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Brian, a very good morning to you. Okay, I'm counting down to when I will actually have you across the table from me in studio, Brian. It's been two years. I need to actually see you face to face. Yeah, I'll tell you something, and you can't believe how young I've gone in the last two years. I'm looking fantastic. <laughs> I can believe it. No sunburn. Your skin must be glowing. No, just youth. Youth. <laughs> Youthful exuberance, Just Brian. Youthful exuberance. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, uh, it's the last Tuesday of the month. Um, so that means that we're looking at some of uh, the frequently asked questions and or even some of the big issues that have been raised by our listeners over this past January. Yeah. Look, one of the things that, I, right, that people raised with me is my discussion last week about interest rates, and we've seen even more indication that we can expect interest rates to rise by anything between one to one and a quarter percent this year, and even further amount next year. And a lot of people concerned about that. I have got a question on that. You'll come to shortly. Okay. Should I deal with that? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, sorry, Brian. Yes, you can go for it. Sorry. The, the, the question I've had is what impact will rising interest rates have on my investments and my cost of living and the person, and, and people are still working? Well, well, money market investments, those invested in money markets, and at the moment those invested in the markets are really taking a bit of a pacing, but I always said, you know, markets are about long-term markets, are patience, 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 and just got to bear that out and go through it, you know, not – our markets don't go up every day. There are times they come down, and we're having one of those times at the moment. But um, so money market interest, if you've got money investing in the money market, if you're in the bank, if you've got fixed deposits, if you've got call accounts, if you've got money market accounts, you will get high rates of interest. And that's good news, and particularly good news for pensioners, because they, as I've said, they've been hammered over the year, last three years. Uh, new people are retiring, and they find annuity rates higher, so that could be good for retirees. And it also should help, you know, one of the reasons you raise interest rates is to try and avoid inflation. And inflation is all about price increases in those areas, food and transport and fuel. Although we, you know, the RAND has recovered, so maybe, maybe that has been. Those are the good things. But as I said, regarding debt, and debt costs are going to go up. And I estimate for every 100000 worth of debt that you have, by the end of the year, you'll be paying anything between 180 to 200 rand more. So if you've got debt in total of 500,000, I reckon you're going to be paying about more than 1,000 rand just for your debt, for your bond and medical funds. If you've got a million rands worth of debt, anything around about 2,000 rand. Now, the danger of that is, remember, you pay off debt with after, next, after uh, tax pay. So when you get your salary, you pay your tax, you make your contribution to your pension fund and so on, and then you get your net salary. That's got to come out of your net salary. And so many people are going to struggle to find it because they can't find that extra now. Because we talk about if you've got extra, try and save it. But all of a sudden, it's going further on debt. So the sooner you, if you've got money sitting in a bank uh, and you've got debt, you've got to very simply look to see whether if that money is not there for emergencies, whether you shouldn't be reducing your debt um, before these interest rate rises start coming in. Uh, we're expecting maybe every quarter we'll get an interest rate hike. It all depends what happens globally. I mean, the Americans are paranoid, and that's why the markets have come off. Um, and when you give your market report, you'll see you'll probably be saying that the, the markets come off and those type of things. So that's really the issue about interest rates. Really understand interest rates are going up. 
You'll have to budget for it. Don't get, any, don't get yourself into any more debt. And if you can get a little bit out of debt, do it now. You know, you, you also talk about the contributions for tax, uh, Brian. And many people, of course, will be anxiously watching uh, the budget address coming up in February. But, but what happens if, you know, taxes are increased and even value-added tax is increased? Yeah, look, I, I don't think for one moment value-added tax would be increased. I think they would have had to do a lot of, 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 a lot of discussions about that. I mean, it's the simplest way to collect tax, the most efficient way, and if we had to raise that, uh, it would be a boost to and a boon for revenue. But I don't think they're going to do it because they'd have to have dealt with it. They'd have to have more VAT-rated and, and zero VAT-rated items. There would have to be a lot more discussion with a lot more parties. But tax goes up. And tax, you know, we, the, the revenue have, have a boom in terms of mining tax. They have a lot, received a lot more than they expected. There may be some room for a little bit of tax. Uh, there's always bracket creep. In other words, they always give you something at different levels of earnings because as your earnings go up, you go into a new bracket. And they always give you a little bit there. So, but but it's not enough to hedge against inflation. Mm. Um, but but maybe there will be something a little bit more positive. But there are. Let, let's talk about ways people can save tax because there are two ways you can save tax. One where you save tax directly, and one where you don't pay tax on your investments. You know what happens is, uh, you know, if, if you look at your, you earn money, you, after tax you save money, you then invest it. If there's, a, if there's any income and any um, dividends, you pay tax. Then when you sell the investment and you made a profit, you pay capital gains tax. And one day when you die, um, if you don't have assets on left to spouses, uh, ultimately there could be death duties. So, I mean, all along our lives we pay tax. Mm. But, in a, you, you know, one should, not, one should always consider when you're saving, how can I avoid the necessary taxes? Because if you buy shares on the stock exchange, uh, companies declare dividends and there's a withholding tax of 20%. Um, if, company, if you've got a fund and your fund is earning interest, you could pay tax on that interest. And then if you gain, there's a CGT. But if you buy tax-free investments, which is up to 36,000 rand a year, or three, you could put in 3,000 rand a month, then all the underlying investments in that, in, in that structure are, are not taxable. So if you buy... If you buy, for example, a unit trust that's not in tax-free, the unit trust will pay all those taxes. If you buy it through a tax-free savings investment, up to 36,000 rand a year, with a maximum of 500,000 over your lifetime, you will not pay tax. And it makes a big difference. It could make a big difference of, a much, of, much, of a, up to 20% ultimately on your investments mm-hmm. over a 15-year period if you use a tax-free saving investment. So that's a good way to save. And how can you save actual tax uh, and reduce your salary? That's by contributing to a retirement annuity where individuals can contribute 27.5% of their taxable income. But this figure does include what you're already contributing to your pension or provident fund. So that's a total with a maximum of 350000 per year. 
whatever you put in, whether you put a thousand rand or ten thousand or fifty thousand before the end of the 28th of February, which is just over four weeks ago, you will get a tax deduction for the whole year. So if you're earning, for example, two hundred thousand rand and you put ten thousand rand into a retirement duty, you will save approximately twenty-two thousand five hundred rand in tax, but you'll have investment for ten thousand rand, which is a Virtually, if you think about it, if, I take, if, if, Kathy, if you take 10000 put into retirement annuity, mm. that's invested for you. If I take 10000 and I earn it and I, and I take it and, um, and I pay the tax, that's 2500 uh, I'll have 7500 So at the end of the year, you'll have 10000 in the retirement annuity and I'll only have 7500 in another savings plan. So the tax saving is enormous. And as your tax goes up, as your earnings go up to 300, 400, 500,000, your tax saving goes up to 30, 35, 40, as high as 45% that you could be saving. But you've got to make the contribution before the end of February. And if you can't, if you want to start making monthly contributions, you can. You can go to your HR department and say, I'm making a monthly contribution of 500 Rand or 1,000 Rand to a retirement annuity. They will do the calculation and adjust your PAY tax accordingly, and you'll save tax. So that's a wonderful way to save for retirement is making use of retirement annuity. And if you haven't made use and you've got a lump sum and you want to save tax this year, do it before the 28th of February. So, Brian, just on this cap, if I can put it that way, of 27%, so you're saying that uh, those contributions up to 20 27% – 27% of your salary, then you get the tax refunds. What happens if it's more than that? No, then you don't get the refund. It gets carried forward. And okay. I never advise. There are some people who advise and say, if you make contributing more, do it. No, I would never contribute more, um, even though – at retirement, there's a calculation that those contributions that you haven't claimed for tax, you will end up getting tax-free. It's too complicated. Just keep it below. Anything, anything above that you want to save, make sure you're just putting it. You're paying the tax, and then you're putting it into a tax-free saving or any other investment, because ultimately those investments come out in cash, retirement annuities, and pension and problem funds only come out one-third in cash, the balance in the pension. But so don't go above that. And, you know, 350,000 rand, you've got to earn somewhere in the order of close on something like 1.15 million yeah. to, to, to be making that contribution. So, so I, it's, I it's not realistic <laughs> well, for, for, for the majority. People, yeah. It is yeah. realistic. Previously, there was no cap. I mean, if you earn 10 million rand, you could have put in something like uh, 2 million rand. You can't do that anymore. They've got a cap now. But for working South Africans, it's a wonderful way to save. Um, and, and also, it's not only your earnings. It's any taxable earning. So if you earn interest, which is taxable, you can add that to your salary and calculate how much you can pay. But it's a wonderful way to save uh, and to make investments for the future. It's not a short-term investment. Mm-hmm. It's a retirement investment, but you, won't, you will not find a better way to saving for retirement if the receiver of revenue is helping you contribute towards your pension. All right. Brian, I've got uh, a question for you. Uh, before I get to the question, however, we're going to uh, need to take a quick break. But remember, I'm also taking your calls for Brian on 011-714-2006. Uh, that's the number to dial to get in touch with Brian Hirsch. He's answering any of the questions you may have for him. On the WhatsApp line, you can send those messages and voice notes on 614 Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. 
We continue the conversation with Brian Hirsch. We're talking finance uh, for this half hour. Brian, let me put this question to you. One of our listeners wants to ask, um, can you please advise on how to retrieve unclaimed benefits that paint for so long? Um, and if you have any advice on how uh, this listener can go about doing this, they don't mention anything else, Brian. Unclaimed benefits. Now, I'm wondering, you're just talking about unclaimed benefits from a pension or provident funds, and there you have to go to the FSB, the Financial Services Board. But rather, because it's just a question of unclaimed benefits, I'm not sure where they are from, please do me a favour, ask that listener, and let, and let uh, Leroy just send you their phone number. All right. Uh, if you can then just uh, for, for the listener, because it's also an unsigned message, if you can just get in touch and give Brian a bit more details about these benefits that you're struggling to I remember to my number, by the way. I do remember my number. <laughs> <laughs> when I came back last week, I had what's called Otaniqua Rust. I was still, my mind was still somewhere in the mountains. Uh, evidently, Brian. I couldn't believe I couldn't remember it. <laughs> no, that's fine. And of course, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll issue that number out to yeah. our listeners listeners shortly. Uh, Brian, I've got another one here for you. Um, Vanessa wants to know, does one pay tax on a life policy too? No, no, there's no tax on a life policy. Uh, They may, depending depending who the life policy on death is paid to, there could be estate duty. Uh, You know, in other words, when a husband and wife donate to each other or receive from each other, there's no no estate duty or no death duties. But if it's paid out, let's say a, a large policy is paid out to a child um, over the age of 18, because there are restrictions, you can't pay minors under the age of 18, but paid out. And then there's, certain, there's a deduction first of three and a half million uh, to, of that value that does not attract, that will be deducted from the value. And, if, and, and, and it could even be seven million if, it's, if, if, two, if both husband, father, and mother have died, and then they would get death duties. But the simple answer: there's no uh, no tax paid on the life policy to an individual. Brian, I've got I've got another one here, and it's on uh, the conversation we had around tax. And they want to know um, what are the easiest ways to get tax refunds. Always underpay your tax. <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never get a refund. You know, the, the, you know, the, you know what has happened is there's new a new directive being added um, from SARS. I think I find it absolutely ludicrous, and I wonder if I've got time. But now, you know, do you get a pension from? Let's say you're getting a pension from Momentum, and you're getting a pension from Liberty. Each one of them are deducting tax based on what they pay you. And at the end of the year, you have to add the two pensions together, and there may be a slight shortfall. Mm-hmm. Revenue are now trying to get both companies to pay the right amount of tax so there's no shortfall to collect uh, unpaid taxes rather than to wait. But to get, to get money back from the revenue office, unless you give them all the information, and it takes weeks and months because they don't answer you, and, you, and I, sometimes they carry on asking, asking ridiculous questions, it is an absolute nightmare. Now, what I've just said is they also will allow you to continue as you are. They said it's good for the consumer if they pay the right tax. I would always want to underpay my tax a little. And as long as I haven't underpaid by more than 10%, there are no penalties. I can make it up in a provisional payment because to try and get money out of SARS is an absolute nightmare. And, but I'll tell you what's ludicrous. They want to put this new law in, uh, SARS, 
I'll give you a, I'll give you two, I'll give you an example. We haven't really got time because I'm, I'm going to leave at ten thirty. Kathy, uh, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to re- re- talk about that next week. Okay. But coming back to that listener, to get uh, you've got to put pressure on SARS, and you know, and you can't even you, do, you know you don't even know who's doing your tax. The tax could be done in any of the SARS offices. So difficult to talk to them. And if you go down to SARS and you talk to them. You just got to keep writing, and uh, it, it, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have any simple solution because that's one of the big problems we, our tax department has, is when there's a refund due, is getting that refund and, the, mm. and all the things you've got to do thereafter. Mm. All right. Okay, Brian. So next week then we'll 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 pick up with the conversation on yeah. tax travel safe. Okay. And Thanks. your number quickly. And zero one one double eight zero four triple eight. Look at double you. Eight zero four <laughs> triple eight. All right, Brian. How yes. sharp am I compared to last week? I mean, you you, you didn't even skip a beat there, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, Kathy. All right, Brian. Bye. Travel safe. Bye. Uh Brian's got to go cuz he's catching a flight, but uh, you can get in touch with him directly on 011-880-4888. That's 011-880-4888. It's 10:30.